0: On today's episode of The Social Strategy, it is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. But we're not talking Star Wars. We're actually gonna be talking about the newest releases from the Instagram application. That's right, Instagram has released a ton of new amazing features to help creators monetize their accounts, whether that be through creator shops, the affiliate program, or also the branded creator marketplace, similar to TikToks, wink, wink. But Matts and I are breaking down some amazing talking points for brands. And how to work with creators the evolution of the influencer marketing space what this is going to look like for the holidays and so much more thank you guys for listening every single week as a reminder we are live every single tuesday join us follow us on the app on on clubhouse and otherwise see you guys soon bye all right so welcome back everybody social strategy it's your favorite weekly tuesday clubhouse room if it's not get used to it, it should be. So (laughs) really excited to talk today because we have a lot of things to cover that happened over the weekend, especially most importantly, our topic today is all about the newest IG release, the creator marketplace, really something that I believe they stole from TikTok. I'm just going to say it right now. We'll talk about it later, but... Uh, more importantly, I think what's really exciting about this is there to be a lot of different use cases for brands, for people to get to get excited about and get talking about. So welcome back. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Madison Smith. Madison, what's going on, girl? How you doing?
1: Hello. I'm very happy to be back. I don't know why, but I am like exhausted today. So I would love some of that espresso that you have, <laughs> and I need you to recommend what espresso maker you have because I do not have one. Espresso. Nespresso. Venuto. Okay. N- oh,
0: Nespresso Menudo. Okay. It is a uh, fire gift for all those involved in gift giving this year. It is a great gift to have. And Ooh. as it was Earth Day a couple of weeks ago, they really invest in making sure you can recycle all of your pods right afterwards. Oh. And they have a program specifically designed to do that. So you don't feel like you're killing the earth by using their pods every single time. So fun fact.
1: We have a very exciting, I mean, topic to talk about today because there are new things that are coming out with Instagram. The three things they launched, I think are going to be game changers within, in the industry. So I'm very excited to chat about them. But we're, of you course, too. as always, we start off with a question. Yes. So anybody that's in the audience, if you want to come up on stage and answer this question, please feel free to raise your hand. We will invite you up. But so the question we're gonna start off with is, and of course it's so fitting, what has been your favorite Instagram Instagram update or feature launch? So, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you answer first. Yeah, and I'll then, answer first, and then I'll answer.
0: All right. So, my favorite, man, you can hear it in my voice today. Yes, I'm right like so. <laughs> on one right now. I'm like literally like I can you can like I'm bad radio, but I'm like tapping my arm right now Madison. you're you can ready see. to go. Ready to go, just fired all the way up about this, but. I would say my favorite uh, Instagram feature release that they ever came out with was when they decided to uh, hide likes on posts because it promotes real, real engagement and doesn't promote the crowd engagement where people just like see something that someone else likes and like, oh, I should like this too. It actually promotes real engagement and gets them really excited about it. So that was my favorite.
1: I, I too like that a lot, but I remember we talked about this in another episode where I, I, when I had found out that not everybody had their likes hidden.
0: I know I do. We need them to roll it out
1: to everyone.
0: I know it's, it's okay. Then Speaking from personal experience, it's my favorite (laughs) one that I would say. Yes. yes. But then maybe one that's more broad is whenever they redid the discover page, that was my favorite um, release because it basically was able to show me relevant content that I was super excited about. So that was my favorite.
1: Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what is going on with my explore page, but there's just like a lot of like baby content and like pregnancy <laughs> content. And like that could be farther from the truth. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just all the influencers I follow just all of a sudden decided to have babies during quarantine. So, I don't know what's going on, but we're going to need to switch that up. I'm like, it, trying it was to, a trend. I to, yes. It, yeah. It really was a trend. My, so my favorite. Instagram feature launch. And this is, if you asked me, like when this first came out, I would actually be like a hypocrite talking about this. Now my favorite is Instagram stories. And this is like very, such a, like a general feature, but I say that because when they first launched Instagram stories, I was a social media manager at the time. And I was like, are you kidding me? Another thing that I have to do it was it was just too much but I also was kind of a hater because I was obsessed with snapchat and I was constantly taking pictures on snapchat and posting them to the snapchat story using the filters Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was like wow like you know I was such a hater I was like you know I'm not gonna use instagram stories because they're just copying off snapchat and you know eventually I got to that place where I was downloading the picture from snapchat and uploading it to instagram amen. stories amen
0: snaps all around and yeah.
1: then you know it got to a place where i just i didn't even have the snapchat app on my phone anymore i exclusively used instagram stories and now I just love it. I mean, I love the ability <laughs> to just like post little Snapchat uh, less curated parts of my life, just little things I want to post and doesn't yep. have to be this like big production of posting a feed in feed post. Yep. And I think that's why everyone else likes it too. I love seeing just like the ins and outs of everyone's lives. Like right now, you know, today I was watching Olivia Culpo's Instagram stories and sure. how she's in the Maldives and all the backgrounds of her photo shoots that she's doing. And I was like feeling a little bit down about myself but I was appreciative that I could see the content.
0: Heck yes, heck yes, it's the best.
1: So yeah, why, why don't we dive into it? Cause we, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to these three major new features that Instagram and Facebook have decided to let us know that they are launching their their new monetization features for creators. Yes.
0: yes which yes, just yes.
1: means that I mean the industry is about to get shook. Up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> whenever Zuckerberg does this, and like I'm such a big fan of whenever he does these big like feature like releases, like it literally sends like a shockwave of like a tremor, like an earthquake through the entire social media landscape. It's like the founder of it has literally come in and said, okay, this is the new way of doing business on this platform. And it's like, all these different, like little, like earthquake tremors are felt all around the industry. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they, they announced it on an Instagram live broadcast. How fitting. I mean, and so, you know, Mark and Adam, they decided to let us all know that they are, Going to be developing and launching some new features in order to help creators make a living over the long run. And I, you know what? It's something that I love about every time they make an announcement, they try and like sugarcoat it and say, you know, this is we're doing this for you. You know, we we're, we only <laughs> had the creators in mind when we're launching these things. Like when they yeah. started hiding likes, they were like, we we we're doing that for mental health, mental health awareness. Sure but you know I think I think we could probably all read between the lines as to all the things that they're launching, but yeah, I do yeah. think that all of these new little features are going to be huge game changers, especially for creators and it's it is really nice to see that Instagram and Facebook are investing in creators and have now kind of put a stamp down on this industry and said, this is a real industry. This yep. is an industry that is going to make a lot of money for brands and everyone needs to take notice.
0: Yeah, I think it's like, if, if to almost like simplify, it's like it's validation.
1: Validation, right? like they, yes, that's like the they, word I was looking for.
0: They've literally been doing all of this development to allow people to create content at scale for themselves, for their audiences, for brands, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, when you start assigning a dollar amount to these individual like opportunities, It validates the entire space and it shows that, like I think they're paying attention, like you talked about, they're paying attention to what it's gonna take to stay competitive. And we'll talk about why that's the case, but ultimately it's really because there's some other platforms who are already way ahead of this, but ultimately this is is the key.
1: Yeah. So the things they're launching, they said they're launching creator shops,
0: they're launching
1: affiliate commerce which is basically going to be like commission payments for product sales. We all know what affiliate is. Mm -hmm. And then a new branded content marketplace to connect influencers and brands.
0: I love that. I love that a lot. So let's talk about point number one. Because I think point number one is really interesting because I think as we've all seen, right, Instagram has become increasingly shoppable Whether it be through um, influencers linking out to stores to buy Instagram stories, swiping up to um, basically make it really easy for people to purchase products. But this creator shop opportunity is basically creating like like an individual, like, like an individual small business, right? And I think actually, right before this, you were telling me that like a third of small businesses don't have websites.
1: Yes. How crazy is that?
0: It's insane. And I think ultimately like what this is going to allow people to do, it's like creating a creator shop is almost like putting up your own front for us for a small business. Right. And like, it's like an opportunity for individual creators to say, Hey, here are all the products that I love because I will tell you, right. If you go to an, like an influencer and you follow them for the very first time, you start scrolling through, you're like, Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Don't like that, but I like that right? Like now you're going to have one place where you can almost like shop the feed, right? But not even shop the feed, it's like shop the creator. It's
1: really neat. Yes. And, but I think that the, I mean, so obviously this is not new there. No. They have, I mean, the biggest, I think one of the biggest platforms is like to know it. Like that's basically yep. what they're doing. They're just bringing like to know it onto the Instagram platform. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's also, I mean, for Amazon influencers are always talking about their Amazon storefronts. So they're basically just recreating that and putting it on Instagram, which reminds me of when I was listening into another clubhouse, they were saying how they think, and I don't know if you remember this, but they were saying how they think that this swipe up button is going to go away, or at least that it's going to the part that's going to go away is the ability to link out of the platform. And so that, and the person who was talking in the clubhouse thinks that, it will change to be like, it can be still be like a swipe up, but it's like a swipe up to my store, to my shop yeah. on, in, on Instagram. Yeah. Because if you think about it, everything that Instagram tries to do is keep you on the platform. So- Watch the social
0: network or the social dilemma, <laughs> and you'll see why exactly how they do that, by the way.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They try and keep you on the platform and keep you keep coming back to the platform. So yeah. they've obviously identified that people are adding swipe up links to their like to know it pages and the money is going there. The, yeah. the, the buyer is going away from the app. So it's like, yeah. if you're really, if you're thinking about it, I mean, they were very smart. They said, okay, we're the ones who are directing people to those sites and mm-hmm. to make those purchases off the platform. So Mm -hmm. why don't we just create something that's on the platform and we already have Instagram checkout. You already have the social commerce tools on the platform. So I feel like this is like that perfect answer to keeping people on the platform.
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a, it's probably a pretty smart move ultimately. Right. I think if, 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 if the goal is, you know, we're, we live in this social media world where there's a lot of different apps to choose from. You just said how little the Instagram stories killed off another social media app for you. <laughs> there's yep. obviously an opportunity here where I think like people really want to have the opportunity to capture audiences' attention while they're in the app, when they're actually in the actual application themselves. And it's just a really easy way to make it, you know, yeah, a reality and- for them.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like it, it really is going to benefit everyone. I do. I do feel that because then I feel like what will come with this is better metrics that brands can see as to who is purchasing their items because, yep. and I mean, we deal with this all day, di- all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, we try and help businesses to prove out the impact that influencer marketing is making on their brand. But when you have, people going off of Instagram and purchasing through affiliate links from like to know it onto your, you know, a third party retailer, like a target,
0: yeah. that's,
1: that's so much data that you're losing. Totally. So I feel like it's, it's only going to benefit really. I mean, it will benefit everyone, but it will very much benefit both creators and brands because they can say, okay, here are the exact purchases that were made because of this one piece of content that was posted on Tuesday at 5. PM.
0: Yeah, it's so true, right? Like we've, I think historically, you know, I've been with Aspire IQ for three years. And I think historically we've really seen that ultimately people buy in a very nonlinear way now. And always the way to do this was like in- influencers were just a piece of the puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a totally a brand awareness play. But I also was in a clubhouse room last week and they were talking all about like, ROI is the top metric that we're looking at for influencer marketing now. And I think this is to your point, such an easy way to capture that data to understand if this channel is, if it's working as a channel for driving ROI and driving sales for the brand ultimately, which is really
1: cool. Yep. And I, I do like that the, that Mark and Adam are seeing these features as a way to support the creator economy because yeah. it is like you mentioned earlier, it is giving that validation. And now a lot of these creators who, you know, have decided to do this as their full-time job can actually have like the street cred and say, yeah. Hey, like I I put out all of this types of content. I tag your brand in all of these posts. Look mm-hmm. how much sales I've driven through the app. And I can show you very quickly, right from my dashboard on these creator shops.
0: Exactly. And it can tell that we've really started to get into the groove of this clubhouse thing and this like weekly recurring podcast of sorts, because segue into our next thing that launched perfect tee up is the affiliate creator, yep. sorry, is the, is the affiliate commerce program for influencers and creators, meaning that creators can now earn a commission payout, usually a percentage cut of the total sale amount when they generate a product sale for the brand on the app. And the way yep. that they uh, Instagram describes this is the three-sided marketplace of social commerce right i love if that customers purchase from brands brands hire influencers influencers reach and inspire the instagram e-commerce features that they've launched are really tied to helping these inf- these these influencers actually show brands hey i can do something for you right as an influencer and i imagine we if we have any in the, in the audience i'd love to hear from them <laughs> but like as an influencer showing your value to an individual brand can be extraordinarily challenging to cut through a lot of the noise that they're receiving from a ton of different types of influencers out there. So this can be a really simple way to just be able to show like, hey, listen, brand X, I'm crushing it. Here's my sales for the, for, for, for the month, for the week, for the year. And guess what? I love your brand. Let me be an ambassador. Let me get a piece of this pie. Let me be a part of this journey with you and let me co-create with you. I think this is what the affiliate commerce uh, program is going to be able to promote from Instagram, which I'm super excited about.
1: Yeah. And it will just really encourage brands to give back to the creators that are helping them with their brand awareness, with their sales, and Mm -hmm. make it easy for them to do so. Because a lot of times we see where you know, a brand may want to create an affiliate program, but they just don't have the budget to bring on a whole nother tool, go through the onboarding process and figure out how they're going to actually set that up. A lot of times, you know, you have to pay for a tool like that to be able to pay out people Mm -hmm. for the sales that they are, are, you know, taking part in pushing out. But so I think that this will be, you know, a great way for brands and creators to really work very seamlessly together. And I mean, they, in the, the later.com did like a really good overview of everything, but they actually said affiliate commission rates are like between, I think it said like five to 30%. And so while Instagram, they didn't like say what the affiliate percentage will be. I think it, it reminds me a lot of like TikTok's creator fund. Where, it you know- is
0: an exact <laughs> replica of it. We've talked about this before, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't feel like you need to reinvent the wheel here. Literally, you've seen a huge increase in influencers going to TikTok because of that creator fund that they've created. I mean, no brainer. If you're sitting in in, in the Instagram development room, you're like, yep. what can we do to attract people to the, to the the to the app? Boom, let's pay these people out, right? I have a question for you, Madison.
1: What is okay. it? You're scaring me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the energy from the, it's the espresso. So it's the espresso energy. Actually, that could be a fun t-shirt. Anyway, how much do you think where do you, where do you think they're gonna land here in terms of a, the in, in terms of the payout? Do you think there's a strategy that could be like, let's give these people more if they're a macro creator or less if they're a if they're a macro creator, or where do you think they're gonna end up landing here?
1: I think that. Instagram will have like a toggle feature to allow brands to decide. So I, so I think that depending on, because it really doesn't work, you can't just like have a blanket rate for every single brand on Instagram. There might be some really small businesses who are just starting out that do want to give affiliate payments to the influencers they work with, but they can't afford 30% of their sales. So I think that totally. there will probably be some sort of like dropdown or like toggle feature to be able to set it yourself. And then you can, the brand can then propose that affiliate commission to the influencer and they can kind of decide and like meet in the middle or whatever negotiation happens.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I think like, if you go like too fast and loose with it, like you said, you're going to be a small business. You can't afford to give up 30% of your sales when you're growing your business at the beginning, exactly. right? So I think it's, I think that's probably mm-hmm. a really good call out, but I'm also wondering if there's probably going to be a way as this thing evolves where the size of the influencer dictates the commission payout right? Like if they're like a macro creator, like maybe they don't get a big percentage of the pie, right? But if they're a micro creator, like that audience is super niche to to be able to target. And I think like there's probably an environment where Instagram can make the case to say, hey, let's pay this person out more for this initial first sale and then work with them on to what you were saying to build out actual loyalty moving forward with like more toggleable is that a word toggleable? Toggleable. <laughs> you that made sounds it like, one.
1: It is now.
0: It sounded good when I whenever I yeah. thought of it. But like I think it like it's 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 like super toggle toggleable. <laughs> to- I'm, now I'm in my head about it, but you get what I'm saying. I think yes. as the program scales, I think it's going to be able to get changed on the fly, which is really interesting to, to, to think about.
1: Well, it's interesting that you think of it that way because I think some people might think that the higher affiliate payout would be reserved for more macro people but I love the way that your mind thinks because smaller influencers do have a much more engaged audience. Should they get more of a payout? Listen, on- I'm playing
0: chess. Zuckerberg's playing checkers, right? This is where <laughs> this is where the brain really works on kind of autopilot in that way, but it's the point, right? We've talked about this so many different times on the show where like, micro creators to me are the key to building super clear audience groups, right? Because those yep. people who have been able to capture such a small group of people already,
1: those an people are super group.
0: loyal. It's, it's super engaged. Engaged, group. Yeah. engaged, engagement, right? Like they're so passionate about these people. Otherwise, they wouldn't be following them, right? Like for me, that's an audience that deserves a higher reward when something happens, as opposed to the macro when they're just like, I love this product. It's the best yeah, product Yeah, they, they have such large
1: audiences. It. They're yeah. going to reach more people and therefore they're going to make sales easier.
0: Yeah. yeah, So give
1: give higher affiliate payouts, give higher affiliate payouts to those who are smaller and it takes more of an effort to make more sales.
0: Totally, totally. It's, it's I think to me, it just makes like, way too much sense. So it probably won't happen. But ultimately I think at the end of the day, it just, this is such a cool opportunity to see how people react to these, to, to, to this news. And I think it's going to be some, something that I'm really key to watch in on over the next couple of months as this evolves into like what it's going to impact later on in the year. But ultimately I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how brands test this out and really kind of move the needle on this ultimately. So,
1: yeah, I think that in the very, close future we will be seeing an entirely different influencer marketing industry because of these because of these features
0: hot take time i love it yes hot take hot take time yeah it's so true it's so true um it's, it's 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 gonna change it has to change right
1: yeah, you want if, if this is really the way that Instagram is going, I do see, and this will be my hot spicy take that you always talk about, hey. you, you always give your hot take. I do see a future where Instagram becomes this place where the follower count goes away and instead is replaced by your ability to drive sales for a brand. <laughs> if you are like a creator account,
0: I love it. I love it. It
1: right? makes
0: so much sense. It's it's perfect, right? Because it it's 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 promoting the type of action you want as a brand. If you're gonna if you're gonna actually contract these people, right? And at the same time, I think follower counts have always been inflated for a number of different reasons, whether it's yeah. bot farms or you know just one post of virality and nothing else, you know, follows up behind that. But sales and ROI from a relationship, that's gold. That's the gold right there, right? That's the gold.
1: Yes. I I mean, there are create, there are the ability to make a creator account. So I think that that could be somewhere that they move to in the future because yeah, like you said, follower count means nothing. I personally think it means nothing because I could buy 500,000 followers tomorrow it's, it's very that. easy to do and it, does, <laughs> and it does not take a lot of money. It is very easy to do, but yeah. that means that is such a vanity metric. It means nothing. It means nothing in the way that I, that my, that following engages with the content I make. So exactly. if I have, you know, if I have 450,000 fake followers, but a brand that's all a brand sees is that number that doesn't help them. It's just going, it's, they're going to be paying me to put out content that falls on fake accounts. Yeah. So I, I I think that there is definitely a future where the follower count will be, maybe not go away, but very much minimized.
0: I mean, maybe in the future, it looks like this. When you log onto someone's Instagram page, it's like, and they're a creator, it's how many posts, what's their average engagement rate? Yep. And how much, and, and how many sales? And what, what's, what, what's been their sales on their creator shop?
1: Yes, kind of like, like if you, log on to like your, if you have like a Shopify profile. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what it, like how many sales you've driven that day and it will be reserved that it's a setup that will show when you're a creator account. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's even a setting where like a brand, if you're, if the brand is, has like a business account, that's what they see. Mm -hmm. So there's like different views based on the types of accounts. So you wouldn't necessarily, if I was just, you know, a follower of the influencer, I wouldn't necessarily see the amount of sales they've driven. I would see some other type of metric,
0: but Very the brand,
1: but if you have a business account, maybe you could see some sort of number, not exact sales, because that would be yep. giving a lot of like proprietary information away, sure. but something along those lines.
0: Instagram, if you're listening to this, we just gave you some great ideas for the future of <laughs> influencer marketing. So please uh, make sure that you tag us and give yeah. us some credit, maybe get us in the crater fund. That'd be sweet. Yeah, we, we are
1: available to advise. <laughs> um, we could, if you want to come on our clubhouse series, we can chat about it all together, give you some ideas, brainstorm we're available.
0: They're free right now. So take a while. <laughs> take a while last. <laughs> Mark,
1: Mark, are you listening?
0: <laughs> Seriously, right? Seriously, but yeah, but
1: but yeah. In in those terms, that also kind of goes into the third feature that they're launching, yes. which is this branded content marketplace, which is going to basically the plans are to help match emerging influencers, existing influencers, basically people who consider themselves influencers to be able to be matched with brands, which mm-hmm. is you know very similar to what the space that we're in right now. But it's going to be very. I mean this probably will be very similar to TikTok's creator marketplace. Insert your line about everybody copying everyone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it would really be, it, it would bring so much validation to the influencer marketing industry.
0: Totally.
1: Because if they do end up creating this very robust marketplace where influencers can find brands that are looking for people that have audiences just like them, that's such a great... That, that really puts that stamp of approval, like I mentioned earlier, on the influencer marketing industry. And maybe, you know, we as educators on the industry won't have such a hard time trying to convince and educate brands on why they need to utilize influencers. I feel like this gives us a lot of background to be able to show, you know, here are some reasons why this industry is blowing up, why this is so important to your brand. Here, Instagram mm-hmm. is actually validating that.
0: It's. It's so true, it's so true. and I think that's, I think that's really the, the, the common theme of everything, right? Is that these, re- these releases are the stamp of validation that this is the direction of the platform and this is how brands and creators are gonna benefit the most from it. I think that's just really exciting because I think it's been long, it's been taking too long to get to this place, but I think ultimately where we're at is if we're trying to make apps experiences easier, make them shoppable, right? If we're trying to keep people on the app, yep. give them opportunities to stay on the app. It's not that hard, right? I think it's just really simple to, to kind of break it down that way. So all in all, I'm super stoked about um, these, these new features, these new releases. It's gonna change a lot though, right? I mean, we're talking, it's May 4th, May the 4th be with you, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that brands haven't started thinking about the holidays. And Very I'm true. just curious, I'm just curious, Madison with your takes on where this is going and the evolution of the influencer marketing landscape, what will the holidays look like this year? Is it going to be like creators running, like buy one, get one sales on their, on their, on, 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 on their creator shops
1: on their creator or, shop.
0: Or like, like what, like, 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 what are you, what are you, what are you feeling?
1: I think that there will Okay. I think that basically your influencers are going to take the fact that they make these like gift guides. They Mm -hmm. always do gift guides on their blogs. They're just going to convert that to being on their Instagram, on their creator shop. And then they will partner with those brands that they feature in their gift guides and they will get certain affiliate payouts based on who they end up working with. And the way that they go about, you know, finding people to work with, they'll find some people through the branded content marketplace.
0: Yeah, okay, I agree. And everything,
1: will be, and everything will stay in Instagram. And so then people don't have to, you know, link out to their blog. I mean, maybe that might end up hurting some influencers. They might rely a lot on their blog metrics. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they did, I mean, they did say in the announcement that everything that they're putting out is very much with the creator in mind and that the off, they offer like very favorable terms to creators with all these like deals that are going to be constructed, constructed in the branded content marketplace. But I'd be interested to see what that ends up looking like because there are a lot of influencers who rely on their blog metrics for, you know, the advertising dollars. So if everything ends up getting put on Instagram, what is that going to look like?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, like everything, they're probably gonna get some pushback on it. They're probably gonna make some changes to it. But I think there's probably an opportunity here for Instagram to kind of lead the way of like education, right? Like if they're saying like, hey, we have this in mind for you guys, how can we make this better for you, right? How do we keep them on the, how do we, ha- like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be. It's well. So one.
1: when you think about, and since we're talking about the holidays and stuff, and now I'm just like thinking about like all the blog posts and everyone's metrics and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of creators, they get paid from brands to put these ads on their blogs. Yep. But so if everything is moving to just stay on Instagram and yes, like, I mean, People can make the argument that blogs have gone away. People don't write on their blogs as much, but there are plenty of people. Like if you think about when you look up a recipe, all all the recipe influencers still have their blogs and house all of their recipe content on there. It's the easiest way to search for a recipe. That's true. So what's going to happen when everything is really focused on staying on Instagram and they remove features that allow you to click out to people's blogs and I mean, you, they can't take that ad that is on their blog and put it on Instagram. You no. know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. I hear you there. So
1: so I think that, that maybe they'll answer that for us. Maybe when they do come out with all the details about all of these features, they will tap into those arguments. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they answer that if that is something that becomes some sort of influencer feature you know, push back.
0: All right. I'm down for it. I'm excited for I It's it's like I said, it's May the 4th, but like, I'm already pumped out the holidays already. Like I'm just stoked <laughs> I'm about not. it. Why? No.
1: no, because summer is my favorite time of oh, the okay, year and I that's do fair. not want to fast forward to the winter. I, we just got out of the winter. Let me, let me have my yeah, warm weather.
0: All right. Well, I live in Colorado and sometimes it's like (laughs) seven degrees in December. So like, that's where I'm coming from on it, but that's fair.
1: One day I'm talking to you, it's snowing the next day. It's sunny.
0: Don't get me started on that anyway. (laughs) Um, all right. I have a few questions for you as we, uh, are talking about these different things. And it's really just about some advice on the influencer program. So I think my first one is what should brands do now to prep their IG account to be attractive to creators? what do you think is the the easiest thing to do right away?
1: That is a great question. And I think this is something that we continue to advise brands to do already, but this is something that I think will kind of explode more as a tactic, but you need to be repurposing influencer content on your social channels. Yep. There are just too many brands still that are posting stock imagery or like very like, Uh, Edited (laughs) pictures of their product on like a plain backdrop. And that's just, that's not how social media is anymore. You have to get away from that because otherwise if you, and so I interviewed a creator a while back, but she said something very interesting. She said that when a brand reaches out to work with her, the very first thing she does is go to their Instagram page because she wants to see if one, they value influencers. If they're yeah. if they're repurposing content from influencers on their own channels, that means that they value and invest in influencers. That's mm-hmm. very important to her. Mm-hmm. And she also said that she looks at the content to make sure that the type of content she creates would match with that brand because she values Partnering with brands that match her aesthetic and her brand voice and her values. So she says, like, she's had brands come to her who have an Instagram full of very, like, dark, stormy type, like, you know, very, like, dramatic content. And her content is very, like, bright colors, light and airy. And she turns it down because she's like, my content would never authentically fit into your brand image. So that doesn't make sense for us to partner. And so now. Yeah. So I think now that with all these new features coming out and the investment that Instagram has made in branded partnerships, brands need to get on board with taking influencer generated content and filling up their feeds so that when they do reach out through you know the marketplace to these creators, the creator will look at their account and say, because that's obviously now that there's this branded marketplace, it's the first thing they're going to do. Yep. They're going to look at their account and say, oh, wow, look at how I can, I can see how my content would fit into this social channel.
0: That's such that a brand. That's such a flip of the, of, of, of the norm. And I love that because I think traditionally brands look at influencers and are like, well, they fit for me. And now it's like the tides and the role have really reversed. And that's sick. I'm stoked yep. on that. That makes me so happy because I think it's showing that creators just get it now. They know that they're not going to talk something bang, bang, that's the the clip it, clip it shows over. No, I'm just kidding. But I think ultimately like it's just showing that these influencers and these creators are taking it so freaking seriously that they would rather not tarnish their own creator mark, their own creator aesthetic for the bag and really put it back on the brand, be like, yo, you didn't do any research on me. Like, literally zero. You and are literally all looking, the time. You are literally looking for my audience and you are seeing dollar signs. And I'm looking at you and seeing how greedy that makes you look. And you've done zero research on me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I hear that from creators all the time that brands will just send them a generic email. They haven't done any research on the type of content they create, the type of influencer that they are, the type Mm -hmm. of audience that they have. They just, you know, mass email 500 people and see who responds. And now the tides are going to be turning and the influencer is going to be the one that is in control. It's kind of like when we talked about, when we did our state of influencer marketing webinar back in January, we said how, you know, now the consumer is in control. Mm -hmm. Now, both the consumer and the influencer are in control. And it's the brand that now has to appease the consumer and the influencer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's so true. So next question for you. Let's say the brand has done their research and they found a creator that they actually really like. All right. What should I pay people? I, I know we get this question like literally every single day. But like, what should I really actually pay someone? What is the actual recommended budget that I should be paying people?
1: So this is a very tricky question because there's so many factors that play into it. But if you wanted to get like very high level into how much things like on average kind of cost... Mm-hmm. And this is something that I do for when I speak to brands. I always kind of put together a very high level idea of like, okay, they tell me they want to work with 30 creators a month and they want to work with nano and micro influencers. I can give them a very high level budget of like how much they should commit to that. Typically, and this, you know, I don't think this has changed too much, but. On average, a nano influencer will probably charge around like a hundred dollars per post and they have like an average engagement rate of like 10%. Beautiful. So if you wanted to work with 30 of them, that means that you have to commit a budget.
0: So about, yeah, about like three grand. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then if you want to work with micro people, they're usually on average around $350 a post. Okay. Now, obviously, and if you go to like mid tier, you you might find people who are like a thousand dollars a post, and then macro two thousand dollars, and I mean the sky's the limit.
0: Sure.
1: But so there, I mean, it really depends on so many factors, like how many people you see you want to work with. It depends on how much your product costs. Yeah. If you have like we 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 have one brand now where their you know outdoor sets are like ten thousand dollars so they don't they don't necessarily have to pay people but what they do is they gift the outdoor set in the beginning yep. they really like they they are actually an incredible brand they outfit like the entire backyard for somebody and then they pay people after that because what they do they don't actually have like a retail location they utilize their influencer partners as like neighborhood showrooms is I believe what they, tr- what they call it.
0: That's incredible. So yeah.
1: they'll gift this like expensive furniture, but then they will pay somebody for content afterwards. I
0: love and that. it's,
1: that's a great way to go about it. I love it's it. just making sure that, I mean, and you, if you're a small brand, it really just depends on the type of person you want to work with, how many people you want to work with, how much you can afford to set aside. Like the influencer I mentioned earlier, she started her own candle brand and she was like, I can barely even pay myself right now. Like I'm putting all my money like into this business. I don't have any budget to pay influencers. And so what she's been doing is she just seeds product and she just says, okay, she she wrote down a list of like 20 different influencers who she genuinely really loves. And Mm -hmm. she wrote handwritten notes to them and sent them her candles with no obligation to post because she knew she didn't have any budget to pay people to post. So there is just, so there's just many different ways where you can go about it. But so there, there's not really an average that I could give when it comes to budget, but you just kind of have to think about.
0: Yeah. It's still a pretty damn good start. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a pretty damn good start. Right. So I think like for people, there's a, a couple of really easy ways to think about it. Right. And I think, I really love the way you outlined that. So I appreciate that. All right. Last question. You talked about going all in on something. When do you go all in on a pricey influencer?
1: I would say to never go all in on a pricey influencer. I, yes. I just do not think it's worth putting a ton of money towards one person because mm-hmm. that is one type of content. That is one type of ethnicity. Like it's just, there's, there's no diversity in it. Yeah. And It may be somebody who is diverse, who is inclusive, like they may match your value sets, but that's one person. So why would you commit all this money to one person when you could take that money? And if there are, you know, someone who is like super macro, you're really only committing that amount of money to this small portion of their, that actually engages with their content because they're so big, most people aren't even gonna see the content. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. I think you need to go all in on nano and micro influencers and a large group of them. Heck yes. Because then you will get tons and tons of content that are all different, all have their own unique voice, all types of races, all types of genders, sexual orienta- orientations, mm-hmm. value sets, Mm -hmm. and that could supply your, your marketing needs for years to come. Whereas you go all in on one person and you maybe have a couple pieces of content for the next month or two.
0: You're risking a lot. I completely agree. (laughs) You're risking a lot, right? You are. I I think we've talked about this before, but like budgets on marketing teams. Sure. Always there but like you'd have to make a pretty damn good compelling case to blow 70% of it on some someone like this, right? Because I think to your, yeah. your, your, your your point is exactly correct. Like influencers, the more the merrier. Yes. <laughs> so like yeah. get the people who people want to hear from.
1: Like, Yes, I think I think the yeah. only time it makes sense is if you're actually creating a product with a huge influencer Got because it. then you can at least utilize their audience like the fact that they've been able to create to curate this very large community Mm -hmm. they know exactly what their audience buys and so that is where I think you should put your dollars you should be putting you should be putting
0: uh, oh sorry go
1: ahead no it's okay you should be I was just gonna say you should be putting your dollars behind knowledge and not vanity metrics
0: bang I love that quote. That's sweet. That's what like Morphe did with the Demelio sisters, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Like something like that that where, yes, where you are purchasing the influence of that person to create a new product for your brand that Mm -hmm. will sell based on that influence.
0: Got it. All right. You sold me. That makes a lot of sense. That, 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 that makes a lot of sense on my side. So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining in. Um, we have a ton of amazing resources to check out. Follow us on on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, wherever. But as always, Madison is doing interviews with creators, which is on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> Go check it out. Yep. Uh, we also have our coffee shop Slack group. Good jump in the conversation with a lot of thought leaders, top marketers, and a lot of top brands from around the world. And as always, please feel free to subscribe, smash that subscribe and follow button on our social strategy clubhouse room. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you get your content, do it there. We're there every single, every single Tuesday. And as always, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Madison.
0: Have a great night, everybody. See you next week. Talk to you soon.